What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to another edition of the Vamos Morados podcast. My name is Benson Newman. You can find me on Twitter at PurpleSDF. And Zach is not here with me today. Zach has taken some time off, and we brought our good friend Justin Tischendorf back on the show. Justin, how you doing? Doing all right. So we get to talk a little bit of Louisville City and Racing Louisville action. Unfortunately, neither of them are exactly the desired results, both frustrating in their own, uh, own different regards. Mm-hmm. For sure. So we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll just jump right into it. We'll talk chronologically. The first match that happened this weekend was on Saturday, 25th. Louisville City took on... Memphis 901, aka area code FC. It was a ended in a 1-1 draw. And I don't know. I was a little frustrated with the the outcome of this one. Justin, did you feel the same way? I mean, I I was frustrated that we only got a draw, but I knew going into this game it was kind of gonna be tough with the recent run of form that Memphis has been on. Mm-hmm. especially with how hot Kyle Murphy has been. Yep. So, and of course, Kadeem's on there now. So it's just like, he, he's going to play well. Like I I've, even though that he only spent one season with us, I, I've always respected Kadeem. Yep. Like, I don't, I don't know personally what, what happened like after he left for some supporters to, uh, not like him like i i get it that he went to cincinnati for like a season or two but it's just like i've always respected kadeem because he mm. he was one of our first players to be on our roster so i've i always respect and try and keep up with those guys yeah i like i like following our our ex players around and um uh, you know there's just it's you know it's hard to hold it against these guys whether they played for teams like FC Cincinnati or St. Louis or whatnot. I feel like there's just a lot of regional movement and that's mm-hmm. pretty much like our entire roster at one point or another has been on one exactly. of those two teams. So, but yeah, I mean, he did really well. I mean, going into the match, I kind of almost viewed them as a one dimensional team. If you mm-hmm. kind of looked at the stats that um, um, their, their striker, um, what was his name? Uh, Murphy. Why am I forgetting it right now? Yeah, Kyle Murphy. Kyle Murphy. Thank you. Um, he was, I mean, he's kind of been like all their goals. Like, I mean, statistically, he's very similar to Cameron Lancaster, except for the difference uh-huh. is, is that he's pretty, pretty much scored everything on their team versus we have our goals spread out as well. So I kind of I almost saw it was one of the situations. Yeah, I thought it was one of the situations you shut him down and then and you can, you know, you can win the match or at least keep them quite offensively. Yeah, mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess they have improved as the season go- had gone on. Last time they played them, I think we whooped up on them. It was like three nothing. They pretty yeah, much it was had. Our, it was our first 100% capacity game. In, oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, we, I think we won three to one. I think it was three, I I think it was three zero. I think they like scored. Like yes. A... No, I'm pulling up. It's, it's, yeah, it's three zero. What, okay. um, they did get a red card, but it was like real late in the match. And I mean, oh, really, yeah, they didn't, right. yeah, they didn't a, really have anything. Double yellow. Yeah, they didn't have really anything going for them. I mean, even okay, so maybe it was close to 60th minutes when they got that red card, but still, even before then, they weren't getting like any opportunities. Their XG for the match is 0.27, mm-hmm. which I mean, that at least I mean, take it for what it is on as far as expected goals go, but I think it does give you a better sense on the the quality of, of uh, potential opportunities that were there. Yeah. It's very few for them. So but, going in, yeah. I was good. 
but yeah, like I said, go, going into the game, I was optimistic that we were going to come out with three points, but I, I knew with Memphis's recent run of form, it was going to be a challenge. Yeah, I mean, maybe I haven't get, I didn't give them enough credit because I, I walked in thinking it's, you know, it's three points or busters. I mean, home, away, Mars, wherever we play them. I feel like this but, is the kind of team that we, sh- we, we should feel comfortable beating. Yeah, but that's kind of our mentality as City fans. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So sometimes, sometimes to be honest, to, yeah, like it, it's really our mentality. It's mm-hmm. either three points or bust. But at the, at the same time, though, you kind of want the locker room to to think that way, especially in the matches where it, it seems pretty feasible. Like if you if we go up against like a Birmingham Legion or whatnot, I think your your expectations are a little different versus a, versus Memphis. Memphis is a fringe playoff team, and I yeah. think if we want to, I mean, if we play to how we know we can play. We should be able to pretty pretty comfortably beat them, but yeah. Hey, well, that, that poll you put out a few days ago about who you think is going to get the fourth playoff spot, I voted Memphis because th- their only loss in the last five matches is to Miami. Mm-hmm. When they lost. they're they're a good squad, yeah, and Miami's a good squad. So yeah. if Miami can shut them down, it's just like we we. It's just like okay, you know, so, something went wrong in that game. Where mm-hmm. they can figure it out. But, yep. But yeah, since that uh, since that Paul funny that you say that, uh, I was just thinking about Indy because I kind of thought Indy would get a little more favor in that one. But um, I was I was clearly wrong in that, and and the people who didn't vote for them were were right because you know they lost they lost to Memphis on a very fluky goal. But you know it is what it is. Goal to goal, they're down to according to five thirty eight like a nine percent chance to make the playoffs. So pretty much completely out. That's what happens when you don't have great, great front office staff that wants to believe in the squad. Like, they they still haven't found, like they haven't still they still haven't announced like where they're putting their stadium at. That's a, that's that's a tough political thing to navigate. I mean, I'm glad they got the approval for that. I hope they figure it out because I just I want the league to grow. Even our rivals, I want them to have a have sure. a home base. I mean, I don't want to keep going the IUPUI whatever that acronym is. Did I get it right? Ooey pooey. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even really care if I got it right, but <laughs> yeah, I see you. I, there you go. All right. Well, bags. well, we, we've got, I, a, I, I finally learned that that's what their mascot is. Oh, Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Bellarmine. Well, yeah, we got too. off track. So yeah. Let's yep. try. Yeah. Let's get back on track. We'll talk about the match because it did start out in a pretty exciting fashion. It was yeah. only the two minutes in did Memphis find the first goal. It was, and help me out here. A lot of people were upset with the turf on this particular play, but watching it back, I don't really know if that's exactly the, the culprit there. So Paulo no. to Piccolo got the ball there and it looks like he, did, he, he just didn't get like a good full possession from initially. And then uh, yeah. when the Memphis players came in there and took advantage of that and, and knocked it away from them, I don't think it was so much a case of him tripping on the turf. Or anything. It, it, it was a low all that I mean, yeah, Chris could have gotten to it, but it's like it just snuck under him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I mean, Paul lost it. They passed around, and it was, it was a really well placed shot. In and their of course, defense. It was Kyle Murphy on the end of it. So yeah, so that was disappointing. You know, scoring first, particularly that early, always transforms a game. But I was really happy to see that Louisville City didn't waste any time responding. No, uh, it was at this, but the seventh minute, Jonathan Gomez sends a. Big lobbing cross to about the top of the box of Cameron Lancaster, who hit a really audacious header that, like, that you had to hit that, like, just perfectly to do what he did because it was a nice rainbow arc. Not only have enough distance on it, but enough height on it to beat out the keeper and still yeah. stand to the crossbar. I mean, like, and like that and was the fact insane. That it was from outside the box, too. Like, you don't yeah. see many headers go in from outside the box. You usually yeah. see those like go wide or go up over the crossbar, but somehow Cam did did some Cam magic and put it into the back of the net. Yeah, I mean it's it's probably one of those things that they've you know, they've kicked around on the training grounds before, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things keeping their back pocket. Oh, if the opportunity presents itself, like we can give this a crack. Kind of like the uh, the corner shot that Cam had back at Tulsa. Oh, the Olympico? Yeah, yeah, I knew it had a name. I couldn't remember it. Yeah, the Olympico. Yeah, uh, just something like that, like where it's kind of like silly, low probability, but like we can do this if things go right. 
it's exactly just, what happened. It's just, it's just the camera magic touch that he has, apparently. We are very like, lucky to have him. Yeah, like, even if it's a ball that doesn't even look like it's going to have a shot going in goal, Cam somehow gets it in. Yep, so so Cam's heroic leveled things back out for us. Uh, you know, because the last thing I want to do is be chasing a game from the very, very get-go. Exactly. So happy we uh, we leveled it out. But from there, I mean, it was it was a pretty tactical match. I thought that um, there were, I mean, we had a few opportunities here or there. Nothing like overly massive here. I was trying to pull up the numbers and look at it. Um, let's see here. We ended up with, we had 15 total shots, six on target to their seven shots, three on target. Possession, we, we, we crushed and we had 63% possession. Yeah. Like, created more chances. I mean, I think it was one of those things where we were a bit better the side, but they were playing just enough good defense to to keep us from scoring because their their offense wasn't overly potent after that point. Yeah, and to go on to the one chance that we had uh, in the second half, from the replay that I saw the, the team posted – I thought it went over the line. Yeah, it's like it, it's, looked, it looked. It was very close. I'm glad you brought that one up because I had that pulled up over here on my other screen. And I was I was watching it. Going to bring that up next. It was uh. So yeah, we got a shot. What was it like? Maybe around the 60th minute or so. I believe so. Yeah, we got a shot and it was boun- bouncing towards towards goals. I think it was. I believe it was off a corner kick. It got grounded. Yeah. Cam um, Cam kicked it on goal or no, he headed. It, excuse me, and missed the defenders trying to you know body block it out and the goalie made it just such a heroic diving save and mm-hmm. like watching it slow like it's it's close it's yeah. it's really close i totally get why the refs it, didn't call it oh it's almost like the goal in, in our first game in tulsa where west puts that ball and it balances off the top of the bottom of the crossbar and it it's clearly in but it's too close to call yeah and i forget what in what circumstance had this? Oh, it was it was after an MLS game. I was watching. I was looking into the cost associated for goal line technology, because mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, it's probably a pretty like low expense thing. You know, it's just kind of the things you set up, and it's like an on or off switch. Yes, it crossed the line. No, it didn't. I'm like, mm-hmm. it can't be that expensive or hard to do, right? But I was like, wrong. <laughs> it's apparently pretty damn expensive to have. Not really? not only just the initial setup, but yeah, that each like each match it costs like several thousand dollars, which sounds silly to me i don't i don't i don't know why it's that expensive but and it's one of the things that apparently like a lot most leagues don't use it like the premier league is like one of the few exceptions because the cost to what the actual return is is pretty low like it very rarely like makes a difference in the grand scheme of things like there's only maybe a couple opportunities a season where it changed something and it might not actually even change any results so i mean and not, like, not like I would expect that the USL to get it before the, the MLS, but I was kind of curious about that and see if that was going to be something feasible down the pipeline. And I think that's a pretty resounding no for the near future. Yeah. And then if you get into goal line technology, you get into the whole conversation of VAR. It's like it's a never ending conversation. Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, to me, goal line technology is different than, uh, than VAR because it, it doesn't have that subjectivity to it. It's very like very technical using the cameras and whatnot to see if the ball crossed the line. But either way, it's it's an expense. The USL is not going to be able to afford anytime soon. And, and, again, and I don't I don't even if we did have it, like I'm I don't know if it would have been overturned there. It's 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 really close. I can't say one way or another. And but then when you talk think about it, it's like maybe our refs should be better. <laughs> that I, I don't I don't know that I fault them for this one, but yeah, they uh they do have some opportunities. We'll say that one. We have a world-class vision and training center right here in the city. Like, just go over there before matches and then – or any of our home matches and get your eyes tested. Yeah, go – yeah, get your eyes tested. Come ref uh, in my old man league. <laughs> <laughs> <They're>, man, I don't, need, I don't need professional refs watching me. I'd get carded too much. <laughs> They're very lenient as long as you don't do something, like, super stupid. <laughs> yeah. So – but uh, yeah. Anyway, getting back to the match, uh, that was that was probably our next biggest opportunity. I'm looking at the little um, game flow XG chart here. 
And and I believe this is the opportunity. It's like 0.31. It was the highest blip on the radar as far as chances and opportunities go. After that, I mean, we had a few here and there, but nothing like nothing like overly egregious. Nothing that I'm like super irate didn't go in. They again, like I, like I said before, Memphis did just enough to keep us from scoring again, which is which is really frustrating. And props to them. They, I mean, they were operating on short rest because they played on Indy against Wednesday, on Wednesday. And then they had to welcome us to their house. Yeah. The tall order. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but was there a injury sub? Because I'm seeing on our um oh yeah, 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 yeah. On our, on our lineup that we made six subs. You're right, because when um Jorge Gonzalez went out, I believe he was injured. Oh, oh, because okay. he something, yeah, he was he was playing after one sequence, he was kind of moving, so he was away from the ball. And as soon as the ball went dead, he just sat right down, and then they immediately took him off so from there. Maybe probably like tweak something, probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's more when there's precautionary things like he was just yeah. done for the night versus like staying out a few matches. Yeah, because he he's played a lot these past couple of weeks, so. Yeah, we've leaned heavily on him, and I'm I'm glad he's gotten a lot of opportunities to play. He's, I mean, he's at times been real hot or cold, but when he's on, he's on. Like he's a lot of fun to watch, and he's gonna develop yeah. into something nice. You know, wouldn't be too mad if uh, Portland decided that they uh, they didn't want to take him back after his loan spell, and we had an opportunity to sign him. That'd be that'd be nice. <laughs> I'm not gonna hold my breath on that um, one, but no. But um, um, yeah, I see. Niall, Pat, Corbin made his return. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. Both Pat um, both, McMahon and both Corbin Pat Bone and got Corbin. back in. Yeah. And, and they've then, been out for a while, especially Corbin Bone. I'm very excited yeah. about it. I think he just brings so much to the team. Exactly. And honestly, um, I was thinking maybe they're just getting, giving him some time off since he's played so much all season. They're just going to try and rest him for, the, for a few more weeks and let him – get uh ready for the playoffs mm-hmm. i'm glad they didn't at least like let them get in some get a little yeah. bit of match fitness in it's there it's one thing training it's another actually like going out in, in, in a live match so i still want him to have a little bit of that sharpness going so mm-hmm. not sure how they'll uh, how they'll approach him with that but i'm glad to see him back and healthy and see that he has an option the same with pat too pat like he's one of those guys you put on the pitch you know exactly what you're going to get from him exactly like he, he might be one of the most like like reliable like consistent players Mm-hmm. We got, we thankfully have a few of those, but he's, I think he's super like reliable. You know exactly what's going to, going to go with him. Yeah. But yeah, we just run into the issue of having too many good defenders. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, again, that was the one, one draw. It was just frustrating in the sense that I, I still am convinced that we're the, the better team mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe, I mean, maybe we just, we were playing at 95%. We needed to get up to like 98, close to a hundred percent to, to get the win there. And, and I mean, props to Memphis. They probably came in, they came in that match, obviously with a lot of momentum and confidence probably pretty high. And this is certainly going to, going to help them. That was a big home point for them. Yeah, for sure. That's a, uh, that's a, that's a draw that feels like a win for them and a draw that feels a little bit like a loss for us. Yeah. I mean, even though that we, we had to score the equalizer. It still feels like a loss just because we couldn't get the get the three points. Yeah, yeah, it just sucks conceding so early in the in the way that we did. They I didn't I don't think that in that goal scoring opportunity they had necessarily outplayed us, but they just got a they got a lucky break and it happens. Mm-hmm. So you know I'm not I'm not trying to gate them, but I don't think they just they out, outplayed us there. They got the ball in a good spot with uh, and we didn't have all of our all of our numbers back and acted quickly. They did a really good job placing it. Yeah, that was that. Um, so right now we're sitting at the top of the division with 48 points, uh, plus 20 goal differential. Love seeing that number. <laughs> yeah. Always good to have a, a double digit goal differential. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't, I think our opportunity at, uh, it went in the the league out wide, right in the regular season is isn't going to happen because I don't know if you've no. been keep an eye on the Tampa Bay realities, but on the same yeah. amount of games as us, 
they have 55 points. They have been on a tear. Yeah, which really makes me nervous if we have to face them in the conference final again because we're going to have to go to our lane in Tampa. Yeah. If that happens. But yeah, who's to say if somebody doesn't upset them on a bad night? Right. And who's to say even if we do square up with them that we can't come out on top? I'm confident with the team. It's just that's the kind of match that makes you a little uncomfortable. If we can we just go down there, return the favor from last season, go into their house, take take the final off of them in their home home field. Yeah. That'd be nice. I I, I hate the thought of, of losing to them two years in a row. I think I that gives really them like... a lot of credit. I don't want them to have. Yeah. Um, but anyways. Currently in the East, we are second on points. I mean, or second place mm-hmm. in the division, uh, in the conference with the plus 20 goal differential to Pittsburgh plus 15. Yeah. And Pittsburgh has two games on us too. So as yeah. long as we can get some points out of that one, we can beat them. So I, I you know, even without that goal differential, I kind of see us ahead of them. Yeah. So, um, speak, speaking of our next games, though, we got one on Wednesday. We play Atlanta United too, which, I mean, I, I, I feel like that's a doable one. They're kind of a one-dimensional team. That yeah. McF- that McFadden kid kind of yeah, carries. As long as them. we shut down Aiden, then we should be fine. Yeah. Uh, hope hopefully, but I mean, we did. That was one of our biggest stinker of a matches earlier in the season is when we went there and lost one nothing. Yeah. And we now missed that PK that would have equalized. I totally forgot about that part of it. Yeah. Ugh. Makes that even worse. So yeah, exactly. hopefully we get a little bit it's, of it's uh, also a match that we started in Napo at right back. Yeah, that was the experiment that didn't work, which I appreciate them trying something new, which just that failed pretty yeah. pretty badly. Yeah, we'll see how things plan out for uh, for our boys in purple. But I'm I'm pretty comfortable where where they're at. I just want them to keep winning so we can get as much home field advantage as possible. For sure. And then then we have another game on Sunday uh, against New Mexico. That's going to be an exciting one. Yes. Playing an opponent we've not yet faced before. That's I like yeah. the test of that. Right. And I I really want to see how dedicated. Uh, the curse is like Sam Evan travel. I hope yeah. they got it. They bring numbers because they traveled all the way to Minnesota for an open cup game against Minnesota United mm-hmm. and they lost, but they still traveled. They they got a chartered flight from the team just to go up to Minnesota for an oh open cup. Good for them. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I hope they come check out our venue. Yeah, I, I would really like to see if they're dedicated enough to come out to Louisville in October. Yeah, I think right now they're they're kind of a they're kind of a toss up if they're going to make the the playoffs or not. So this will this will be an yeah, important they, match for them, and especially it'd be a big confidence boosting one as well. If they, I mean, they, they it's one of those that if they get a if they go to Louisville and get a draw, they have to feel pretty good about it. So yeah, they they also have a midweek game against uh rio or rgv so um if they win that game they can take over that fourth um that fourth playoff spot in the mountain yeah yeah they can jump over the austin bold so they got a lot to a lot to play for so this will be a meaningful match for them exactly but um i'm you know i'm excited to see how we line up for them and if i'm not mistaken i'm going to look at their roster real quick because i think that they have um, Ilya. Yeah, he signed with him in the offseason. Yep, Ilya, Ilya. So it'll be kind of a homecoming for Ilya. Do they have somebody else too? Juan Guzman. Did he used to play for us? I believe that name sounds super familiar. He did. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So they technically have two, uh, two Louisville City guys. A little bit of a homecoming there. Uh, Guzman was one of our first players. Yeah. On that yeah. 2015 roster. Old memories. So he finally gets to come back. So I'm looking forward to those uh those matches. That'll be yeah. a lot of fun. We got a fun, we got a fun weekend coming up because we'll have a racing match on that Friday, and then that Sunday will be 
Well, uh, be the New Mexico one, and that's on ESPN too. Yeah, it's it's our uh, I believe our only game. On no, we were on ESPN two for the Hartford game. This is on ESPN one though, right? Yeah, I think this is on the main channel. That's so. what I thought. So we'll get to show off the stadium. That's nice. I like it. Yep. It's always nice. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, I don't want to. But let's change gears to to racing. And I only say that because of the the outcome of the match that we're that we're required to discuss. Yeah. So especially disappointing coming off the international break for that. Yeah. And we, we talked before recording. We're we're not gonna dive super heavy in this one because it's there's not much I don't I don't wanna yeah, it's it's as bad as it looks and sounds. So we uh racing will play the Houston Dash on Sunday, the twenty-sixth. And it was not good. It was a four nil loss offensively. There was really not much going for us. I think we had what total of three shots, none of which are on target. None of them particularly close. I think the only save that the keeper recorded was a little bit more of a cross than it was a shot. Mm-hmm. So now the ones we let in were not great. <laughs> they, they were they were not great and it was all kind of on, on the defensive and so the first goal yeah. was in the, the 33rd minute mm-hmm. it was a, a bad pass from from brooke i'd intercept it they drove it in and, and you know they managed a shot that got by michelle beto so yeah one nothing them then about 10 minutes later uh nearly had the ball like i think it got past her or something and she just didn't have good possession of it so it was a little bit loose like right in front of her so an attacker came, snatched it out from her, and they dish, dished it over to one of the Mewis sisters who blessed that in Christy. Yep. I always get confused between the two, which one's uh, on what team. Yeah, Christy's in Houston and Sam's in North Carolina. Yeah, I knew the other one's in North Carolina. But so, yeah, she scored that second one off that, that touch from, or that, I should say, lack of touch from, from Neely Martin. Mm-hmm. We um, Then they came out in the second half, and it really just looked like Houston was completely content just ending the game 2 nothing. Mm-hmm. It was almost like daring racing, to yeah. like make something happen, and they, they really didn't. <laughs> I, I, w- I wish there's something I could speak to there, but there, I mean, th- there wasn't. There was no big. There wasn't really any big close calls that had me gasping. I'm like, oh shoot, so close. Like it just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately for for Houston, they decided as the match went on. Like, okay, you know, what, let's let's score again. On <laughs> um, in the seventy second minute, this is. This is probably the most acceptable of all of all the goals that we gave up. It was off a mm-hmm. corner kick. It, they 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 shot a corner kick into our box, and it it, it was like a, yeah, it was like a pinball uh-huh. bounce yeah. around off players' heads and bodies and and the ground, and we couldn't clear it. They couldn't get a shot off at first, and it felt like it went on for eternity. But but eventually. Uh, one of the Houston players got a foot on it and sent it, sent in the goal past uh, Michelle. Kathleen Naughton. Yeah. I mean, again, like that's, I mean, yeah, I, I think our defenders should be able to clear it, but that's just kind of one. That's just like such a random goal and such a hard thing. Like, am I being too lenient, too hard? I don't know what are your thoughts on that one particularly. I mean, yeah, we should have been able to easily clear that ball out after the first couple pinball hits but it's like there were bodies there that wasn't the problem the bodies the bodies were there we just couldn't get a foot to it yeah so and then about 10 minutes after that baby third minute they got their fourth and final goal and they were they were doing some passing outside of the of the louisville box Mm -hmm. and uh, aaron simon was just real far off of one of the attackers he was just left wide open so they dished it over her and she basically had a wide open shot Mm-hmm. It's gold scored goal, goal number four, and it was a it was a tough day since we were essentially fighting for our playoff lives. Not, I mean, the chances were pretty pretty slim to begin with, but we still there's still some hope. Yeah, but, but the thing was is like if we got this win, it was just like okay, maybe we can actually do this. Yep, maybe, maybe we can carry this momentum of this win and actually make something of the season. But it was like. We came out flat-footed and didn't do much on the attacking end, and this is the result we get. Very, yeah, very toothless. And I thought it was weird that um, that Ebony Salmon didn't start. I don't know if maybe they were 
limiting her minutes because of her time with the international team or not, but I just felt yeah, that was I, a strange just, decision. Yeah, I think it was strictly just be, because she is just coming back from England off international break. Mm-hmm. So they didn't want to like completely just force her back into the lineup. To yeah, start. I'm, sure, I'm sure they have some level of sports sides in the mix to, to really understand what's optimal, but uh, I don't know, like, Justin, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts on the team? So we're now out of the playoff picture. So now that opens up, some, we should probably be doing some more experimenting with the side, whether that's formation, player selection, whatnot. Let's see what we have as we enter the offseason and the various drafts that we have coming up to see what we can make of it. I mean, do you have any thoughts on adjustments that you would like to see for the team? One thing I would definitely like to see is – Put Katie Lund in goal. Give her a start. She she deserved it after her performance in, in the fi- Women's Cup final, and she hasn't got, gotten that start. Like, I get it. Michelle's Michelle's our captain. But it's just like Savannah's our co-captain, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Like, you can put the armband on her for a game. Let Katie start in goal because it's just like she she's just she's just going to be a bench goalie. It's like there was no reason for her for us to select her in the expansion draft. Yeah, I'd like to see more of what we we got. We got a little bit of that with the the women's like, cup, but expect you know in our current position, I'm I have no problems with that. Exactly. It was just like, what's the what's the downside of putting Katie in goal? Oh, she has a bad game. Okay, then we go out and get a goalie in the off season because it's like going forward and. I respect Michelle being a goalkeeper at the age that she is, but it's just like, and I hate to make comparisons to Lowell City, but it's just like, we don't have a goalie under six foot on Lowell City. Like having Michelle in goal is putting us in the situation that we were in when we went to uh, Kansas City in 2019, when Ben was down with an ankle injury and Chris didn't travel with the team. And we had a emergency sign, a goalkeeper from a division three school who was under six foot. And I hate to be critical like that, but it's just like, and with the career that Michelle has had, I, res- I really respect her. Mm-hmm. It's just like, when you look at, at Louisville City's goalkeepers, we don't have a goalkeeper under six foot. We have a Katie who's six foot on the dot. And she had a stellar performance in the Women's Cup final when she came in as an emergency sub for Michelle. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she had she had that own goal given up, but it was like three yards out from the goal. And there's nothing that she could do about that. Yeah. Yeah, I, so, I, yeah I, it's like it's time to start the experiment of like what do we have at depth? Yeah, I don't I don't fault Michelle for her height at all. She's experienced enough. She has the she has good positioning and, and does well with it, where that doesn't doesn't hinder her. But to your point, like I do like the idea of let's see what we have. Let's give some of these other players opportunities. So we have a better, better grasp on that. And yeah, I would love to see her get an opportunity. And yeah, I did think she, she did earn it to some, uh, to a certain level with her heroics in the, in the women's cup. So I'm, I'm totally on board with that. With seeing now, that move. now, unfortunately we have two, two players on season ending injury with Ashton going on the season ending injury list just, just today. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate because I feel like she would have been and out the form on this team. I think she was probably she was probably a big part of the plans. Yeah, just like uh, with Louisville City, Elijah was supposed to be a big part of our plans this year, and he had an injury that has sidelined him for a while now. But um, gratefully, he's back in training and hopefully can make a team sheet here soon. But unfortunately, Nadia Nadia had the ACL tear, and now Addison's out with that ankle injury that she's been dealing with. So. Um, I, I would really like to see, uh, uh, Julia Ashley get another start because her start in Houston was cut short for some reason. Like I heavily questioned that 
sub when Christy subbed her off when we were in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm kind of was dumbfounded to find out that Gemma was on the sub sheet, but she didn't start. It's like, if she's available, why aren't you starting her? Yeah, that could have, I mean, that could have been a little bit of that experimentation we alluded to before, but I mean, is the, as far as the defense goes, we don't have many like locks, like guaranteed, like they, they are, there are number ones, Gemma and Emily Fox are about it, but all the, there's all the others, I think it's kind of a, kind of a toss up. So I, yeah, I would like to see more rotation yeah. back there just to kind of get more and better looks. Like you said, Julia Ashley, we haven't seen a whole bunch of her, like no. why not at this point? And Taylor got subbed in, in this, in this match in the 84th minute, but I would like to see her get more starts. Oh, 84. We, you know, that doesn't seen, give you enough time to see anything. Yeah, exactly. 84th minute. You're going to sub her on for six minutes plus whatever stoppage you get. Yeah. But it's just like, I want to see Taylor start. It's like right now, anything's on the table as lineup, as it pertains to lineup. Um, also, I, I, I get Sinclair. Like we, we want to use her as a defender, but she's listed as a midfielder. It's like, why are we using her off the bench as a defender for Aaron? It's like, you have, you have both Kaylee and Julia on the mm-hmm. bench ready to go, ready to play, and you sub in Sinclair, who's listed as a midfielder, as a defender. Yeah. With that, I that's one thing. Even I do this as well, is I think we don't give enough credit to the flexibility of some of these these athletes. Don't and get me it's wrong. Probably- don't get me wrong. I, I, I love that some of our players are being flexible with their position. Mm-hmm. But it's just like right now, in our first year, we shouldn't be having to test flexibility. We should be having players play in the position that they are technically listed as to see where we have depth and where we need it. Yeah. I mean, it might be one of those things though that she's maybe it's just one like she's more of a defensive oriented player and that maybe the midfield designation on that team sheet isn't isn't the most appropriate. But I get what you're saying. Like I, I I want to see the, some of these gals that we haven't seen much of at all. And some of those are play on the back defensive line, particularly. So, and I don't know how severe this injury is that Amina's picked up, but if she can get on the field before the se- end of the season, I would like to see her get one more start. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. That's because one thing I've been more, been a little disappointed is the, the, the lack of her. I mean, she was a high draft pick. She's a, she's a local she kid. Fifth, like she's our fifth overall pick. She, she had a goal and an assist in our first official win in the league. It's like, I get it. She hasn't had the production, but she gives you a a chance to go 90 minutes. She gives you some speed on the wings. And it's like, she's a young player. Let her go out and herself. Yeah, I, I I expect to see a lot more of her this year than we did. So that that was a little, little personally I mean, disappointing. It's a, it's the same thing with Ebony. It was like she's been coming in off the bench, but has she had it had a full ninety? I don't think so. And if she did, it's maybe once, maybe twice, but most yeah. of the time she's getting upped out. Yeah. Um. And Shayna. I I've really liked what I've seen from her. I really I really like that she got the start on Sunday, mm-hmm. and like Jorian, I want to see her play more physical. Like Jorian can body people up pretty good. I feel like Shayna can do the same. Yeah, that's one of those things you gotta. These players, I guess, have their own their own tendencies, and that's one of those kind of long term changes you gotta institute in these practices and obviously having a coaching change mid our first season probably didn't help any of those plans. Yeah. Which just <laughs> sucks. Don't make these coaching changes a, a, a thing like Cincinnati does. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be the, uh, we just the- yeah, I don't want to be the FC Cincinnati equivalent in the, in the NWSL. 
Yeah. I, you know, I, I think for as many setbacks and, and, and bad things that have happened this season, there's a lot to be happy and optimistic about with the squad. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm highly optimistic mm-hmm. of where this team can go. It's just knowing what you have and going with it. Yep. Yep. There's, I mean, we could, we need to make the most of the time that's left available this season. And that's, and that's fine. Finding out some more of those unknowns. We don't gain as much value continuing rolling out that same starting 11 or hell, maybe even that same formation. Maybe there's some sort of change that needs to be made there. I mean, yeah, probably I part of that will come down to getting different pieces to the puzzle. Yeah. I wasn't particularly sure of what we, what formation we rolled out. Like I, I heard them on the broadcast say a 4-4-2 diamond. And if that's true, that's another game where we rolled out a 4-4-2 diamond and absolutely looked like we were on our back foot the whole game. Oh, it doesn't happen on football reference. It usually does. Yeah, I don't um I didn't get a, a good look at what it was, but I I'm pretty sure I heard the announcer say 4-4-2 diamond. And that's probably like, that's probably right. Okay. But. We've rolled this out multiple times and it's never worked. We've always lost when we rolled out a four four two diamond. Yeah, we just go with a straight four four two. Or I, I'm personally not a fan of of two at the top. Uh, and I think if we had more midfield resources, that so maybe like that would be a potential two? to stray away from that. Would you say? So more like a three five two. No, maybe like a, a four two three one. Okay, that's pretty in vogue right now. Or yeah. like a, a, you know, four three three. So you're literally having like the like the little city plays really one at the top, but you got two outside attacking wingers. But again, I think some of that comes down to the personnel that we do have available, and we just don't have a lot of naturally inclined midfielders. Yeah. We got a, we got a lot of people that are very defensive oriented. We got a lot of people that are very attacking oriented. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, we're we're pretty limited in that midfield department, and I think that's that's an area in which the team will probably go shopping this uh, this off season and see what they can. can procure to add some depth and more flexibility there and i think getting more having more of that will open up some some new avenues Mm -hmm. on what what can be done on the pitch and i really hope that we can hang on to freya over the offseason i hope we protect her in the Mm -hmm. expansion draft because she she's really impressed me with her work yeah, she's she's season. been she's been good. She's been one of our core mid- midfielders, and I've I've yeah, I've been pretty pleased with that. And you know, I'm hoping eventually we get to the point where flexing Emily Fox into the midfield occasionally be the option. I don't think she'll that'll permanently be a spot for her. I think she has a vested interest in playing defense for the sake of earning her opportunity with the national team. Yeah, but it would be nice to have that option to throw a curveball at teams, or if for sure. if for whatever reason you know various injuries I, I or unfitness went up. I could definitely see us possibly trying her out of the midfield for the rest of the season, kind of part of that experimentation mm-hmm. uh, in kind of a maybe play a 3 5 t one game, see how it works, and throw Foxy up into the midfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not – I mean, again, I'm not opposed to that. Again, this is the time to, to experiment yeah. and find out because we might – I mean, we might find something – we might find something very unique and interesting. Like, remember when we moved Napo to the wing? last yeah. season for Louisville city. That was a revelation. That was fantastic. It worked yeah. out tremendously. We could find something just like and, that. And the fact that we did it against Indy just made it even better of a revelation. Oh yeah. He had, oh, yeah. He had a hell wow. of a season last season doing that. Yeah. I was like, Oh wow. And then, then he had that breakout game in Hartford. So it was just like, okay. Yeah. Awesome. So, so I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I'm going to be very curious to see the remaining matches for, for racing Louisville. I hope the fans continue to turn out like on Sunday. It was such a beautiful day. Yeah. It was such a great day. And so we, uh, I hope people take advantage of the opportunity to catch some live soccer at the beautiful venue mm-hmm. in this great fall weather, you know, you're not right. getting roasted with the summer heat anymore. Exactly. It was a little warm, but it wasn't like you weren't dying. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely be there this weekend. Unfortunately, I couldn't be there yesterday because I had free louder than life passes that you I can't, won. You can't pass that up. I think the team would have been upset with you if you did. Yeah. <laughs> they get it. I would have been upset with myself if I personally missed Metallica for soccer. Yeah. 
Yeah, there'll be more so- soccer matches. Metallica is a little harder to see. Exactly. One other thing I did want to mention with racing before we pivot on that last topic we want to talk about is okay. that I just love this team that even after such a just tough, hard defeat, like you could tell like they didn't, it didn't sit well with them and, and it shouldn't. They still took all the time in the world to go around and see all the fans, sign stuff and, and engage with them in a very friendly manner. And I just have such great respect for that. You know, it wasn't a quick walk around, high fives, waving, like, like, let's get this over with. Like they, they took the time and each match that I'm there, I always see at least like one little girl's like soccer team that are just freaking out. And it's just so exciting for those little kids that they have players they can look up to. And those players have taken the time to get with them. Like, I just have so much respect for them for that. Yeah, I, I guess UofL's women's soccer team is playing Florida State this, this weekend or sometime this week. Mm-hmm. Florida State's soccer team was there this weekend. That's right. Yeah, I saw that after the fact. Wasn't a, wasn't exactly our best showing as far as on-field yeah. performance, but the amenities that we have. Yeah. <laughs> At least we got to show off the stadium too. Yeah. So, all right. Well, with our last uh, last few minutes here, I do want to bring up one other thing with the Academy is that today, this is Monday, the 27th, is announced uh, Carlos Mogul was signed to a full-on professional contract with Louisville City. He is the third player from our Academy to sign a full contract since its inception. And how long has the Academy been around? Like 18 months, maybe? Like it's yeah. blows my mind the rate that, that we've already produced talent and signed them to full contracts. And that's not even talking about like the eight other guys that have those two-way contracts. So they can play in the USL Academy matches and they have the option to play for the the first team and still maintain their their, um, uh, non-professional status. Like, so they can go to college still essentially and play there. But it's just so exciting. Yeah, it's exciting to know that we have such uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, Local club. talent. Yeah, yeah. Such a level of talent coming out of the academy that we have sixteen, seventeen-year-old kids that have a chance to play for our first team. Oh yeah, and they're not handing this out just, not just even for the hell of it. Right, it's insane. And these kids have earned these opportunities. They're not signing them. It's not just a goodwill thing, like. These kids are getting minutes. You know, 16-year-old um, Josh Widener has played several matches, gotten several starts. He's Insane. out of his mind. Insane. So, you know, if they're giving somebody that opportunity that they're, and then, that they're ready for it, they've proven it. And it's just, it's really cool for players to be able to see how they can go from playing for, for their school on their club teams and whatnot to getting paid to play, to that being their job. Exactly. And Even then also we have Elijah just waiting in the wings. God, that industry, uh, that injury was just so devastating. I, I was very excited to see him get out there and get a lot of regular minutes. And I think the team was too. So right. I'm, and I'm the hoping he heals have In the one game that he did play last year, just absolutely blew me out of the water with how well he – He's ready for his opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can't wait for him to get healthy to, to see that. But even uh, we didn't mention this yet, but racing, I mean, they've been doing things on their academy side as well. We know that Ella Sanchez, um, Mario Sanchez's daughter, has been is a really good prospect in the academy. She had the opportunity to be on the bench for the Women's Cup final. Yeah. And she's, she's also been called up to USID camp before. And yeah. And we um, just recently had the two other players whose names I don't have in front of me now. I got um, have an opportunity at this this ID camp, which kind of gets them on the radar for, for potentially exactly. in the national team in the future, which is a big deal. Yeah. The fact Real that big deal. they're already going to ID camp. And again, they're not even out of high school. Yep. Now, we probably won't see the same level of movement between the academy to racing level because of the gap there. I mean, NWCL is like one of the top women's league in the world. So that's yeah. a, a bit farther of a jump there. But, you know, w- whether, I mean, that, so the careers of these players might still take them through college. For sure. But then they'll still have the opportunity to come play for, for racing level in the future. It's just exciting that Louisville town is being generated uh, kind of regardless of where they wind up. Obviously, I want them with us. But yeah, the fact absolutely. that they're that 
that they're coming that they're coming from town they've been given an opportunity because of this organization is phenomenal mm-hmm. yeah. big fan of it so don't said, be sleeping in the academy people. soccer town <laughs> right yeah people shouldn't be sleeping on the academy big things are happening there so all right justin did you have any other final thoughts on any nope. of the uh, I mean, matches hopefully we can get some experimentation in these next few games for racing and hopefully with Louisville city, we can just keep trudging along and making, making uh, the central division even, even more ours in the coming weeks. Yep. Every point counts in trying to get that home field advantage and with racing, like there's, there's an opportunity here in these next few matches playoffs out of the equation, but we can we can maybe we can find something else that will will work yeah so hope we make the most of it yeah. so anyway i'd like to thank everybody for listening today again this is the vamos marauders podcast brought to you by the state of louisville they're so gracious to host us um i've been benton newman you can find me on twitter at purple sdf justin where can people find you uh you can find me on twitter at jt rocker 117 and if you want to you can see all my photos on instagram yeah, he does. yeah, if you remember last time we introduced him, we, uh, we were bragging on his, uh, his photography that he takes. He always takes uh, very great, beautiful pictures from from the stands. He got that great vantage point up at uh, up the top of the Espinosal end. Espinosal. It's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Vamos Morados. Vamos Morados. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.